Hello. If you're able to, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Take another deep breath in. And another breath out. You can open your eyes now. My name is David, and welcome to Mindful Moments. How are you doing today? I hope you're well. I am doing okay. I'm in the middle of one of those cycles where every week I say to myself, it's okay. After this week, everything will calm down. And then the next week I say, it's okay. After this week, everything will calm down. And every week I find myself saying that to myself and nothing is calming down. I think because I had a particularly good stretch before this, not feeling great is really getting to me at the moment, but it's okay. Life is peaks and troughs. And honestly, being busy, doing what I do, being a full-time content creator is a good thing. Being busy means things are happening and I'm able, I'm able to keep my lights on. I'm earning money. And speaking of what I do, I realized the other day, it's been exactly two years since I've been a full-time content creator, since I left my last full-time role. I had another topic lined up for this week, but I actually think that this is perfect timing to talk a little bit about the last couple of years as a content creator, being a full-time content creator, what that means to me and the lessons I've learned in this time of this being my full-time career. So today, that's what I'd like to talk about, if that's okay with you. I left my last full-time job in September 2021, the 10th of September 2021, to be precise. I will talk at some point about my job history, etc. But I'll leave that for another day because today I want to focus solely on the content aspect of things. So I started to gain an audience online on TikTok initially in November 2020. And I left to go full-time content creator September 2021. So that was almost a year of me creating content, but still working in other places and doing other jobs before I could do this and it could sustain me 100%. In that year, there were many points where I hoped and wished to be doing content full-time. And one of the questions I've been asked a lot is that when did I know it was the right time? It got to a point where I was earning enough money from content and from brand deals, etc., to cover a similar amount to what I was earning whilst I was working. And it got to the point where I felt I couldn't create well enough and do a good job at work. I kind of had to pick one or the other if I wanted to do things well. And I'm the kind of person who does want to do things well. I always find that ironic as well, because a lot of people talk to me or say that content creation isn't a real job. But any full-time content creator who's had to work a so-called real job before has got to a point where they couldn't do both at the same time, which implies that content creation is a real job. Don't get me wrong, there are far more people that acknowledge and respect my work then don't but as with many things it's the ones that don't that really get to you sometimes so it's september 2021 i'd quit i was managing all my own stuff at that time 
And in, I think November or December is when I met my management or the people who manage me now. The management company I'm with is called Shift. They're absolutely fantastic. I joined them in January, 2022. I've been with them since and I'm a lot further along and have managed to do so many more things that I would have been able to do if I were by myself. I absolutely love working with them. They've been absolutely wonderful for me and we have an amazing working relationship. I wanna talk a little bit about being managed and doing things by yourself, especially for any, I hope this, I think this episode might be very helpful, if not helpful, just interesting for anyone who's hoping to do content, whether it's full-time, do more of it, post things, etc. I really want not so much to give advice, but just to hopefully explain some things and give some of my insights. And I hope that that's of help or of interest to anyone who's thinking about doing content or anyone who does content. And hopefully will answer some of the frequently asked questions that I get about being a full-time content creator. So I joined my management January, 2022. I think with creators and management, there is a bit of a misconception that once you get a manager, everything is sorted. Your life is easy, everything is done for you and you barely have to do anything. But the best management and talent partnerships are ones where there is a real 50-50 effort. My career, my creative career is my career. It's exactly that and therefore it's my responsibility before anyone else's. My working relationship with my management is so good, not only because their values, their ethos, their work ethic is so incredible. It's because I put in even more effort than they do. So the effort that they put in goes as far as it can. And they are always willing to go above and beyond for me as well, because they know how hard I'm working on stuff independently. The 50-50 relationship means that I can take care of the 50% that I'm best at, and they can take care of the 50% that they're best at. So before I joined them, I was really struggling in terms of contacts, how to outreach to businesses, how to offer my services, how to even present myself to brands and companies, which is how I earned most of my income. I was also really struggling when it came to keeping up with admin, emails, negotiation, knowing what terms meant, all of that kind of stuff. And Shift and my management agency are fantastic at that. They're really, really good at all of those things. On top of that, they're really good at suggesting to me potential avenues of content, uh, potential brands that I could work with, all of that kind of stuff. And we are very set on my values, the people I will and won't work with, the things I want to do, the spaces I want to enter. And that stuff has to come from me. So I am very good at creating the content itself. I know my values and my ethos and the things I want to reach for are. Before I had any management, before I had anyone in my team or in my corner, I always knew that I never wanted to endorse anything that I wouldn't use or wouldn't be part of myself. I never wanted to disrespect my audience that way or my community that way. I believe that I exist in the community. And the only reason I have the things I have and have the career I have is because of that community and the people who give me their time and give me their respect in order to watch my content, value it, give me feedback, respond to it. And I owe them a lot. I give them a lot and I owe them a lot. Both of those things exist at the same time. Because of that, I never want to disrespect them by putting my name to endorsing, putting something in front of them that isn't what they followed me for. It's not, it doesn't fit with the ideology and the things that I put out and the way that I am as a person. I never want to do that. And I was very clear about that when I joined my management and they 
100% agreed with me, which to me was wonderful. It meant that we were a good fit. Because of those things, I'm very keen to update them on any new avenues I'm going down. I, they outreach on my behalf to brands and to companies and to people I could potentially work with. But I also am very on top of giving them directions to go in. It's not enough for me to just sit back and say, okay, I want to be more into the fitness. Uh, I want to be more, more into the fitness industry. I want to work with fitness brands. and just leave it at that. It's for them to be able to help me. I need to say, okay, I like this, this, and this fitness brand because of the way they do this and the way they do this. I feel like my content would fit them because of this, this, and this. So could we outreach them and they'll do a fantastic job of doing that. And when I want those things to happen, I need to create the content to make it happen. There's no point me wanting to work with fitness brands and doing absolutely no fitness content whatsoever and having no examples that I can show them of how I would benefit them if they were to work with me. So working with management and working with good management has really taught me a lot about what my content needs to be like if I want to work with certain brands, about having a good working relationship with people who are working in my best interests, but don't have the same level of responsibility to me that I do. And that is one of the things about being a full-time content creator that really creates a lot of pressure that people sometimes might not be ready for is that your responsibility to yourself is total and constant. Not just in the content I create, but in the way that I live my life outside of the content I create. Part of the big reason for me doing 75 Hard earlier this year was that I need my mind to be in the right state and in the right place for me to be the best creator I know I can be. So I've been with them since January 2022. They've been absolutely wonderful. Their TikTok page is WeShift, W-E-S-H-F-T. And I recommend that because whether you are someone who is managed as a creator, whether you are looking for management, whether you want to be independent, they just have a lot of great information there to help creators. And that's another thing as a full-time creator, I feel like unlike a traditional job, you don't have a workplace, you don't have colleagues, you don't have necessarily people you can talk to about the things that you're going through, or even a lot of terms that are used and thrown around, you don't know, you learn on the job. So the more communities you can find and the more good information you can find out there, the better. And that's one of the reasons I'm proud to be out there and you see I'm with because they really do share a lot of information and try and help creators, even the ones that they don't represent and try and make this a fairer industry for all of us. Let's get back to my personal journey and content creation full-time as pertains to me. I, at the beginning of my content creation journey, being a full-time creator, the positives are very positive. There is, being a full-time content creator is a real privilege and I'm constantly aware of that privilege. It's the privilege of being able to do what you want for a living. And I completely understand sometimes how that comes across to people as me not working. But that's something, a, a misconception that I fight against quite strongly. One of the big positives is freedom. I get to choose my structures. One of the big mistakes I made at the beginning was thinking that I didn't need to have a structure because I'm a full-time creative. I get to create, I can, anything can be whatever I want it to be. So I don't have to put structures in for myself. And that mindset was very harmful, very damaging at the beginning. Because I get to set all my own time and I have all my time to myself, I would find myself scrolling TikTok at 3 a.m., looking for my next idea, looking for inspiration, not even enjoying it anymore, rather than being asleep and resting and doing the things I needed to do for myself. 
And it took me a while to realize that being a full-time creative, the privilege isn't that you don't have to have structures. It's that I get to choose my own structures rather than having work dictate when I do certain things, I get to set my work around when I want to do certain things. But that means that I need to be strict and disciplined with my own structures. That's why I'm so disciplined when it comes to my sleep, when it comes to my exercise. I exercise every day because it's good for my mental health. And as I said, doing this can be very isolating and can be very, it can feel like there's a lot of pressure on me sometimes because everything relies on me creating. Everything relies on me putting things out there. So making sure that I was putting my own structures in so I can maximize the enjoyment of that freedom was a real thing that I needed to do. The biggest challenge to creating full-time is the challenge to your mental health, I think. You are both the creative and the business side of the things that you do. And it's very tough to balance that. It's tough to sometimes feel like, on my worst day, sometimes I feel like everything is on me. It's always on me. And if I don't deliver, I don't get paid. I, don't, I can't eat, I can't pay rent. And if I were to stop being able to do what I do, everything would go away. And to be honest, that's the struggle of a full-time content creator. That's my personal experience. But really, it's the struggle of the self-employed. And whereas content creation, influencing, whatever you want to call it, is a relatively new industry and fast-growing, and it's not, even if it's not brand new, the scale that it exists at is new to everybody. Because of that and the newness to it, it can be hard to define. And one of the things that was very helpful for me was actually being able to define the things that I do and the job that I have in a more traditional sense. So rather than just thinking of myself as a full-time content creator, thinking what blanket that fell under and realizing, ah, I'm self-employed. I've gone down an entrepreneurial route to life. And even though there are things that are specific to content creation, once I adjusting my mindset to know that I fit under that, that blanket. There are many pieces of advice and transferable situations and scenarios and transferable advice that then helped me to better be able to bear the mental weight of doing what I do full time. I do still get days where I feel nervous. I feel scared. I feel worried for my future. I feel like I can't create. I feel stumped for ideas. But those days are easier to get through as time goes on. I look at myself at the beginning of this journey and at the point I'm at now, and I can see the ways that I've really grown mentally and I'm more able to handle the challenges that come my way. I used to feel a lot of guilt as well when I first got to do this full-time because as I said, it's a dream. Like it's a real dream to be able to create full-time for a living. And I used to really feel a lot of imposter syndrome. I've done a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs across many industries. And I know what it's like to work very hard and not feel like you're getting very much out of it. So when I got to a position where I was earning money for doing the things that I did, I felt very, very guilty. I felt very guilty a lot of the time. I really struggled to accept that this was my reality and to feel like I deserved it. The hard thing with creating is that at first you create a lot and have to work very hard and you don't get very much out of it. And then if things go the way you want them to, eventually you'll get to a point where the work and what you get out of it sort of balance. And then if you're really, really lucky, you get to a point where you feel like the work that you're doing compared to what the work you were doing before 
and the amount you're getting out of it, there's a big disparity. And managing the feeling of that disparity, especially when people tell you that you don't do enough for what you get, sometimes that can be really difficult. That can be really difficult to, to balance. And I will admit that's one of the reasons I work so hard at the things that I do. I just really want to make sure that I always merit the position I'm in. I feel so blessed and so fortunate to do this. I'm so grateful every day. And it feels like that gratitude isn't enough. I really need to almost push myself to my limits and work myself to the bone to really believe that I deserve the things I have. Fortunately, that is something that after realizing it about a year ago and having worked on mentally for about a year, that's a feeling that's slowly subsiding. And I do realize that it's not that I don't work. It's not that, you know, I'm working less hard than I used to. It's that the hard work goes into different things. And when you love something, when you really love something, it, the hard work doesn't feel as hard. And that, again, is one of the joys and privileges of doing what I do. There is the expression, when you do what you love for work, you don't work a day in your life. That's not true. But it does make the work you do a lot easier. Again, that's another thing that I really had to focus on. And that's really changed from the beginning of me being a full-time content creator to now. I understand now that this is my dream job, but it's a job. I would never, there are some people for whom work is extremely fulfilling and that is the main thing in their life. But I believe that your job can be the main thing in your life, but it should never be the only thing, no matter how much you love it. It should never be the thing that dominates everything, that you don't do anything else and you neglect other areas of your life because work is the only thing that fulfills you. I feel like fulfillment should be spread across different areas. And it, at first, when I threw myself into this and felt like I had to justify being a content creator all the time, I would do nothing else. I'd go weeks without seeing people very easily just because I felt like I'm, I'm working, like I'm working on content. And to be more creative, I have to just work harder at it. I don't believe that to be the case anymore. I think it's unhealthy to ever revolve your life around one sole thing and neglect other things because of it. It's my dream job, but it's still a job. And I need to have a healthy approach and attitude to it. It also feels like if I'm not creating full-time, I don't know, there's an actual dichotomy because I feel like if I'm not creating full-time or all the time, then I'm wasting my creativity. But if I don't, go out there and live and I work too hard on creativity. I'm going to use up all my ideas. And neither of those things are true. The more you create, the more creative you get, but you need to take breaks from creating and live to actually continue to be able to create. And that's a balance that I'm constantly, constantly struggling to strike. But it's one that I've found, I've, I've found much more. I have much more of that balance than I used to, for sure. It's also difficult to create and manage your emotions because emotions are key to creation, but they can't dominate everything. It's so important that you love creating if you want to create full time. You have to love creating, but you can't let the love for creating be the only thing. It's very hard to balance your emotions. The emotions are the most important thing. And at the same time, you have to ignore them to be a good creator. You have to love what you create because there will be discouragement. There'll be people who don't like what you do. There'll be people who don't care what you do. There'll be people who care about you and try to discourage you from what you do because they realize the chance of success is quite slim. And you have to love what you do enough to ignore all of that and to get through that 
But at the same time, you have to ignore certain feelings. You have to ignore imposter syndrome and self-doubt and all of those things just to get the content out there and to be consistent with it. And it's hard balancing those two things. It's really hard balancing those two things to care so much up until the point and then to not care at all to get the job done. Something I'm also trying to balance all the time, even with this podcast. This is my latest new venture. This is the first new thing I've done in a while. And it's very tough sometimes to feel comfortable with it. After every single episode I've recorded of this podcast, I think that wasn't a good episode. I'll even say to my girlfriend sometimes, I think I might need to record that again. That, that wasn't a good episode. And I will ignore that feeling, start editing it, and then realize, okay, yeah, that was fine. That was better than I thought. But that feeling happens every time. And that's after two years of me creating full time. I think I've started to realize that it's not so much that those feelings go away. It's just that you get used to them and you get better at ignoring them and doing what you need to do anyway. I have a lot more faith in myself now to create something good. And I have a lot more faith in myself to know that even when I don't feel good about the things I create, I'm still a good creator. I'm still good at what I do. So even if something isn't my best work, even if it could use improvement, I know that it's still of some quality. It's of a level of some quality. And I'm never going to let myself down in the things that I create and put out. And you know what? Worst comes to worst. And I don't like what I've made. And I don't like what I put out. There's always, always time to improve. And there's always a way to look at that as something to drive and inform the future things I create. Nothing created is ever wasted. I truly believe that. In terms of advice, because I do get asked for advice a lot. I don't think anyone can give you a blueprint or tell you how to make a success of creating or being a creative. I think it's actually very interesting the way that works because everybody's after a formula, the best formula, and there are best practices and this is across everything, across in the industry, there are best practices and how to succeed, but there's never a guarantee for success. When someone succeeds, everyone looks at the things they did to get there. That's why we read biographies and we read autobiographies and we interview people and we ask people because we're always trying to find out what exactly what, what exactly it was that led this person to success. And a person can only tell you how they succeeded. And then once you get loads of different people's stories together and you see the common factors, you can list that as the things you should follow to get to success. But then out of nowhere, someone will come who didn't follow any of those rules, did things all in their own way and will take what they did and add that to the success formula. And then the cycle will repeat again. So really, you just have to try to do your own thing, apply what works for you and see where that leads you. The biggest piece of advice, the biggest recommendation I could ever give to anybody is to start. That's not new advice. It's just, I think, always the most pertinent piece, especially when it comes to creating. When you start to create anything, there is a gap between the creator you are and the creator you want to be. You want to do certain things because you'll have seen it or something will have moved you or something will have inspired you and you know you have the ability to do that yourself. And you want to be part of that. You want to create that yourself. But you won't necessarily know how to get there. And you won't be that when you start. No matter where you are when you start, there will be room for improvement and you'll need to improve. The sooner you get going with some, 
with something, the sooner you will know what those improvements are and where you need to improve and what you need to do. There are a million reasons to delay things and quite often we look for that blueprint, we look for that perfect set of circumstances to begin with something. But even with the perfect set of circumstances and feeling completely ready, which you never do, you will still start that thing and need to improve. It's inevitable. So the sooner you start, the sooner you get going and the further you get along your journey earlier. The reasons to not start something are myriad, but none of them are ever quite good enough. That was a trap I fell into earlier. And especially even when I started creating full-time, there were so many series I wanted to try, things I wanted to try and do. And I'd always say, I need this, I need this speaker, I need this microphone, I need this set of equipment, I need this phone, I need this camera. But you can always do a lot with what you have. And there is so much more value in maximizing what you have already than there is trying to get more in order to start. Start with what you have, more will come later, always. Start. The other thing I highly recommend is consistency. Consistency can be so difficult for so many reasons. There's so much that can discourage us. There's so much that can derail us. One of the hardest things I'd say to do is to be consistent, not even when, not even when people are discouraging you or when people don't like what you do, is to be consistent when you feel like no one cares. When it feels like no one's seeing this, there are, no one cares about what I'm doing. There's total apathy to me putting this out there. To keep consistent through those times is extremely tough. But the only way to ever get to where you want to be is to be consistent with it. Continuing doesn't guarantee success. Stopping guarantees that you won't get what you want. So really, continuing is the only option. And there were so many times in the early months of me being a full-time content creator, there were times where I wouldn't have work. I'd be worrying about where my next money would come from. And literally, the only thing that I did in those times, I can't tell you that I did anything special. I just carried on doing it because what else was there to do? And there will never be a point where the journey is completely guaranteed to work. So in times like that, you need to double down and keep the faith and continue doing what you're doing. One of the biggest things as well to also try is just try new things and try and innovate. One, some of the worst feelings I've had since being a full-time content creator haven't even been when things are going badly. It's been when I don't feel creatively fulfilled. Earlier this year, the first half of this year, I'd say things were ticking along absolutely fine. I actually didn't feel in jeopardy in terms of my job. I felt like I was getting enough work to get by, all of that kind of stuff. But creatively, I didn't feel very fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was doing anything of note, anything that I really wanted to be doing. And I knew I had more to give. I didn't know where that was coming from. And the thing is, especially with content, when you've been successful with content and you found success doing certain series, et cetera, it's always hard to then start a new idea because it's almost like I don't want to damage and ruin what I have already. And whenever you start something new, it doesn't even matter if you have an audience or not. If you start something new, it can take a while to find an audience for that new thing that you start. I'll start a new series of videos. I'll start a podcast. I'll start YouTube. And it will take me a while to generate interest for that new thing, even though I've got interest for other things that I'm doing. And sometimes that could make me feel like I wasn't a good creator. Maybe I'm not as good as I think, but it's not. Anything takes time. 
especially with the nature of short form content, it's very easy to forget that. Because you can blow up overnight or you can go viral and all that kind of stuff, to build something that lasts takes time. It doesn't matter what area you're in. To build something that lasts takes time. And one of the things I'm much better at now is giving things time. Even if I start a new series and the numbers aren't very good or it feels like no one's watching, I'll give myself the time to make it work. And I won't discard the idea because, okay, no one's interested. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing before. Because I know ultimately for me to keep being a good creator, for me to keep giving my community what I owe them in terms of good content and the best of me creatively, I need to push myself to create and to innovate and to put myself in more uncomfortable spaces. When I quit my job to do this full time, I thought that's the last time I'm ever going to have to be uncomfortable. I've made the big jump. Easy street from here on out not true. To grow, you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone and everything eventually becomes comfortable. So beginning of this year, I'd got into a new comfort zone and I needed to break out of that. And to do that by choice is a very difficult thing, but the returns are wonderful every time. I grow as a creator every time I do that. And you know what? The reverse of that is actually quite lovely. The thought that even the things that are most uncomfortable to start, will eventually become comfortable after you give them time. And the last piece of advice that I can give is to know why you're doing what you're doing as a creator. My goal as a creator has always been to connect with people through what I create and for people to go away feeling better than before after they've seen anything I do. Whether that be music, which is what I started with and which I'll come back to, whether that be short form content, long form content, podcast, book, anything that I ever create, I want people to go away feeling better than they did when they came across it. That being the core of everything I do gives me a real clarity and a real focus and a real direction to follow, even when I feel most lost. The other stuff that happens does matter. When I hit a milestone, when I achieve something, when I work with a brand I've wanted to work with for ages, when I have huge things happen, like being taken abroad by a brand and things that people congratulate me for, when I grow in followers, when I get a number of listeners on the podcast, whenever anything good happens, those things are important. And I'm never for a second going to say they're not important because those are things that keep you going. Anything that keeps you going and isn't bad for you is extremely valuable. But those things can never be the why money that I earn from it, followers that I get can never be the why. They can never be the biggest reason for me doing those things. The reason has to, the reason has to have existed before you ever got anything positive out of it. The love I have for creating and the joy I feel when the things I create connect with other people is priceless. And that existed before I ever had an audience for anything I was doing. So that has to remain my reason for why I continue to do the things I do. I really hope and I pray. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful to have the friends I have around me, to have the management I have, to have my girlfriend, is that the people around me know that those are the important things, but they also have all seen me and known me before any kind of huge level of success or anything like that. So any success by external metrics that I receive, I will know to be a wonderful accolade, an addition to this career, but not 
something that pertains to me. I am David, who makes content and things come because of that content. But I'm always going to be David. I'm always going to be me and who I am and why I care about making content is always going to be more important than the things that will come because of me hopefully making good content. And that's something I think should carry across any creative career. It's very easy to let things go to your head to find success in doing the things that you do and convince yourself that it came because you are who you are and because you're supremely talented and because you're better than people and all that kind of stuff. And none of that's ever true. You are who you are. You manage to do good things. Good things happen because of the good things that you manage to do. But the content of your character and the reasons why you do the things you do is always what's most important. I never want to lose sight of that. And I don't think I ever will because of the people I have around me, because that's what I know to be important more than anything else. That's what I know to be important. So in short, start as soon as you can, keep being consistent with it and understand why you're doing it. Those are the main things that I feel a good creator needs to be able to do to be a good creator, whether that's you create full-time, you create part-time, you have a passing interest in what you do, it's whether what you do is the reason you live and breathe. To be a creator and to be a creative, I feel like those are the things that need to be most important. And those are the things that are most important to me. It's been two years, two wonderful, wonderful years, but two years for me really is nothing. It's a big milestone, but it's nothing in terms of the things that I want to create. And one of the things I'm so grateful for is two years feels like a springboard. It feels like a platform for all the things I am yet to do and I have yet to create. I'm so grateful, so beyond grateful for everyone who makes this possible for me. It's hard to express gratitude sometimes because it's hard to say anything that feels original, but quite often cliches are cliches because they're true. And genuinely, there is no way I'd be able to do what I do were it not for the people around me who uplift me and help me all the time and were it not for the people who consume it and reach out to me and talk to me about how they feel about it and how it makes them feel and encourage me. I get so much encouragement from everybody around me to do the things that I'm doing. And that's what helps me to keep doing them and to try and do more things and to try and be more creative. So if you could ask me what I want from the next two, four, six, five, 10, 20 years of creating, more of the same. I want to create new things. I want them to connect with people. I want people to feel better off for having seen them and having consumed them. And that is what brings me a great deal of fulfillment. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. And whatever you're doing this week, I hope you have a wonderful one.